Welcome back, everybody, to the Self Storage Income Podcast. We have an incredible episode lined up for you guys today. But before we get to that, we have to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Janus International, Tenant Inc., and Live Oak Bank. These are partners who we've specifically chosen for their expertise in the self-storage industry. Whether you're looking to rehab a facility, develop a facility, Janus has some of the most incredible and industry-leading solutions for you to implement at your facility, whether that's their, their door systems, their hallway systems, their no-key technology, their keyless access entry systems. Uh, they are hands down one of the best resources in the industry for you to rehab a facility and to develop a facility that meets today's standards. Then we've got Live Oak Bank. Live Oak Bank is yet again another amazing partner that we've wanted to have as our sponsor for this podcast. The work that they do and have done in the self-storage industry is just incredible and they continue to do this every single day. They live in the storage industry and provide some of the best and most innovative financing solutions for you to be able to get into self-storage. Be sure to check them out, get a hold of Terry and uh, get your financing straight, get it right. And these guys are the best in the industry. Then we've got Tenant Inc. All your property management needs tied into one solution. All of Tenant Inc.'s solutions underneath the Tenant Inc. umbrella, whether that's property management or that's tenant management, whatever that looks like, they've got a slew of amazing solutions for you guys to implement at your facility, to help streamline management, to help you gain control and access of all your data and you're not giving that data to your competitors who are, are offering the same type of software that doesn't even come close to what Tenant Inc. actually offers you. Again, you own that data, which is just huge, huge, huge and innovative for the self-storage industry. Be sure to get at Tenant Inc. Check out all the links in the show notes for our sponsors. Get at them, get your facility on the right track and get out there and crush it. With that said, let's get to the episode. Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income. And we just went through a few different podcasts that we were talking specifically about syndicating, doing deals, putting things together. So today, me and Connor decided we're going to continue down this path a little, and we're going to talk about finding capital and partners. So we talked about the overall structure and how to structure the deals. And I gave you my framework and everything. Now let's talk about understanding about how to find capital and partners. That sound good to you, Connor? No, it sounds fantastic. I mean, this is one of the, probably one of the most popular questions we get asked. Uh, obviously everybody wants to know where the money comes from, you know, mm -hmm. like how do you find 
the capital? How do you find people with the capital? How do you, and again, like the last podcast we just published, I mean, how do you structure those deals with those partners? These are super common questions. Um, and, and it's exciting to dive into uh, because I remember when I was first looking at real estate investing and wondering how this stuff is done and thinking it's done in such a step-by-step strategic way that's totally not the case in reality <laughs> and uh, getting getting that veil pulled back on so many of these topics that uh, are super valuable for everybody is, is really exciting so I'm ready to dive in yeah and and two I think you're right um, we talk about this a lot on the structuring deals which by the way if you hadn't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. Um, the framework and the graph, we're actually creating that right now. And we also made a YouTube on structuring deals and everything. It's not out at the moment of this recording, but it probably should be out this week by the time you're listening to this. So go jump on YouTube, see if that's out. Um, and we will also be putting the graph and different visualizations of how we, we build this out on my Instagram. So you can go there to AJ Osborne and find that that gives you an actual breakdown of what we were talking about. I think that really helps when trying to formulate some of these ideas that we have as we're discuss- discussing them and put them into a visual way that you can look at and use within kind of your daily life. For sure. Yeah, those visuals are really helpful. And uh, that that diagram that you've got really breaks things down in a very constructive way to help people build out their their own systems and understand how everything is working and the ebb and flows. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. And you said that's going to be on the website and social media and everything? Yeah, yeah. I was going to put it on the social media and also it's coming on the YouTube. So, Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. So when we're talking about finding capital and partners, there's a few things that we need to talk about and we need to realize. First of all, you're never going to have enough money. And I talk about this a lot, Um, thinking that there's just this goal or this money, or if I only had, that doesn't exist. And trust me, this is coming from somebody that has built businesses, has sold them, has grown businesses. I've, you know, have great partners and we have lots of capital we're putting into deals and we still need more capital. And I don't, it, it's not like there's a time and an end to it. And now when I say that, I think a lot of people's reaction is like, well, that's greedy or that's, you know, like you should have a number, you should have an end. And that's not the point because the point of money for me is to build. It's, it's not this limited resource. First of all, that's the first thing we have to realize that when you're dealing with money in the economy, money is just a made up for fruit thing. It's, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really exist in a way that a lot of people think that it does. And it is just constantly, um, growing. That's why the GDP grows. There's not a limited money supply. Well, we have inflation driving up prices. You have the world changing and getting whatever it is in 10, 15, 20 years, right? We're going to need a whole lot more money than we need today. And if that stops, or if it goes backwards, um, we're in a whole lot of trouble. The whole, pre- you know, everything is predicated on growth, everything. And growth comes from capital creation, which money in its purest form is actually just debt. So it's debt through things like the bond market, U.S. treasuries, um, the U.S. stock market, right, is just minuscule into the actual debt markets. Debt is money. So we have to understand when we're talking about capital 
you cannot be limited in nature when thinking about capital. There's tons of it out there, and it's trying to find somewhere to go. Um, the most valuable thing in the economy is not money. It's deals. It's good deals to put your money in. Um, now, when you are out there, you're trying to attract capital, it's important that you're trying to do it in the correct method or the correct way, because not all dollars have want to go to certain things for certain purposes. There's no reason to be talking to somebody or trying to go into locations where capital is congregated or groups that they have no interest in self-storage or real estate and you're trying to find a self-storage deal. So attracting capital, you need to put yourself in the right position and you need to be ready to offer that capital something. Now, this can be a story, this can be a theme, this can be an understanding, um, but the capital needs somewhere to go. So be prepared when you ask for capital that you have somewhere for it to go, because then you have to show the parameters in which that capital will go. The idea, if you're raising a fund or anything else, or just trying to track, tell people what you're doing, your premise, it needs somewhere for that capital to go. Now, you can do this through three main sources, okay? We break it down into three more main sources, which I'll break, you can break down even more, but let's keep it simple first. The first realm that most people go to is friends and family. And this is actually a really good one to go because I find that capital in the marketplace um, is predicated on two things. We've talked about this in other, other podcasts, talk about this in a YouTube video as well, um, risk and return, okay? So if you're dealing with risk and return, the two R's, um, that capital needs to understand what it's gonna get, how it's gonna grow. And it also needs to understand the risk. The reason why friends and family then are good, because you're looking at this risk and return part, um, unless you have the deal, you can't measure the overall return or try to analyze the risk. People are generally going on you. They're generally looking at your history, right? What have you done? What's your expertise? So capital, when you look at banks, for example, people are like, well, banks won't loan me money. Well, the question is not if they'll loan you money, who do they loan money to? Because banks have to allocate capital. They have no choice. They don't make money if they don't. Now, the question is, is why are they giving it to some people or not? Well, banks don't know what they're doing. So when a bank gives you money to, make, to uh, invest in a storage facility, right? That bank doesn't know how to operate it. That bank doesn't even know if it's a good deal or not. They're solely, solely dependent on you. If they don't think that you are the good bet, they're not going to do it no matter what. Well, this is true with all capital. So when you're asking investors to invest with you, they're investing with you because capital has opportunities, right? And we talked about this um, with risk and return. Because capital has opportunities, that capital has to weigh its opportunities that it has to decide to go with you. They do that through risk return. Generally speaking, friends and family perceive you as a lower risk because they know you. And generally speaking as well, they have less opportunities. So they may see a return and they may be comparing it to the stock market or the bond market. These are generally retail investors. 
So their returns aren't good and their risks are as pretty substantial as well. They don't perceive those as good either. So you may be a very good option for them. Now, when you're dealing with accredited investors, which is the next phase of this. So generally speaking, that's why friends and family always start. Accredited investors, now these are essentially what the government has defined as rich people. They have a million plus net worth in rentable assets, and they can do things like direct invest in companies and real estate investments. The SEC is the one that um, decides this, but the rules with accredited investors are much better because the government views them as rich people, and if you lose their money, the government's like, yeah, well, no one's going to cry over this. Now, non-accredited investors is opposite. They are very, very protected class within the economy, and you can get in big, big trouble. But the uh, accredited investors, and generally speaking, are the ones with all the money. So when you're trying to fund deals like we do, we go after uh, accredited investors. So we're seeking accredited investors to invest in our deals. That's because at some point, friends and family isn't enough. You need more. And then that goes into people that you may not know. Well, if you don't know them and you're trying to give them a security, you need to be doing it right according to the SEC rules. And you need to be doing that. Uh, and generally speaking, that's with uh, accredited investors. With that said, you need to talk to your attorneys about this. We said this in the last podcast, we're not attorneys. So this takes us down to the next one. You have our next holder of capital, and that is funds. Now, me and Connor had a lot of experience with funds. Um, when Connor came and uh, joined our team here, I was going through a fairly big transition with my business where I was going in to use outside money. And Connor was trying to help me figure this out. And we met with a lot of funds because they promised a lot. They promised me hundreds of millions of dollars and they promised all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, what I learned very quickly from the funds was that I was going to basically be their employee. So funds get have lots and lots of money, and this is opportunity for people to go get money. Generally speaking, though, they control. They're giving you the money. They're controlling the deal. They have a lot, a lot of say. That doesn't mean it's bad. It wasn't right for me because I felt that I had more power through my experience and I could attract certain things. Now, other people are not the same. And for first deals, I have... Uh, um, one of our inner circle members, we're going through a lot of the funding stuff and he's working with funds to get his first deal done and has experience and that's going to work out great. Now, we've broken down into kind of where capital is held at, right? Now, generally speaking, we're trying to figure out how you find it and attract it. Well, this can be, you can pay people called broker dealers and they can go find money from accredited investors and bring them to you and then you have to pay them. You can do it yourself through friends and family, or you can syndicate or open up a fund where you gather accredited investors together, which is my method, or you can go to the people that already have the funds together that are really, really big, and they can give you all the money as well, which those people are generally also um, broker-dealers. Now, when looking at the right way to go, Generally, I think the right way to go is go where the options are. 
So you need to go where the best options for you are. This also comes down to risk and return. You're looking at that capital as what's the risk to me and what's the return to me. So it's a balancing act, just like we talked about in putting deals together. How I do it, as you guys probably know, because you're listening to this, I do podcasts, right? I give out information, all the educational information on Instagram, YouTube, um, and all our other platforms, um, including this podcast. I'm trying to show people and teach people and they find out, wow, we really know what we're doing. And the more that I can get out there, the more that people want to invest money with me, partner with me and bring deals to me. This is my main mode to get capitals and capital and partners, which it has worked very well for us on that. Um, I'm 100% open about everything that we're doing. And the reason is because I'm confident in how we do and what we do. And I want people to know so they'll partner with us. So capital first of all, comes from people. You need to get out there. You need to network. You need to understand what your risk is, what you're offering, and you need to have conversations with them. And every single piece of capital comes with a tug, right? It comes. It's a balancing act between what you get and what they get. And that power struggle generally also comes from amount. How much are they giving you and what is needed from you? And that comes back down to our previous podcast, which talks about structuring the deal, which you can go and learn more about that. So other places, meetup, you go to things like bigger pocket forums. We had our meetup in Coeur d'Alene, which was the largest private self-storage event. And we had people actually that went out and did deals together after that. Um, you need to be where the people are that want to invest and are trying to invest and you need to get together. That's the entire reason why I created the inner circle. It's the entire, entire reason why we created the lower version of the inner circle, which was the CRE circle. In the inner circle, I've I've got, um, I put investors in in our deals and two of them were crazy rock stars. And I've, we've also done two deals with two inner circle members. We partnered with them. Um, so that's a fantastic way. And that's one of the ways that we're doing things. So you got to go get in these groups and be a part of people that are doing deals. They're looking for it. So the perceived risk of that asset class is lower. You need to tell people what you want. Mm -hmm. If you're not talking about it, if you're not telling people what you want, they don't know what to give you. Yeah. Yeah. Getting out there and actually getting social and meeting people. And again, another huge tool is social media. Yeah, just connecting with people that are doing what you're wanting to do. Uh, it's never been easier <laughs> in history. Ever. Uh, ever, yeah, to, to connect directly with people who are just out there crushing it in whatever asset class, uh, structuring deals in, in whatever fashion that you're looking to structure your deals. Um, uh, we It's funny, we actually, we had this exact question on YouTube uh, last week uh, from a viewer that was asking, you know, how do you find investors, essentially? And uh, this is all the stuff that AJ listed out. You know, you're going to meetups, you're getting social. You, I mean, you've got social media, you have these resources uh, just all over the place. It just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of effort to dive into these things. And, and again, like AJ's saying, you got to surround yourself with those people that are doing it and have done it. And um, talk about what you're doing and what you're wanting to do. And sometimes you might have an idea of what you want to do and you might be totally off. And they, you could be talking to these people in these groups and they can say, oh, hey, yeah, this is actually uh, not a good direction or that's a better direction than this. Or, oh, actually, that's a great idea, but here's some other options, whatever that looks like um, to get you on the right path, uh, because you also have to know what are your expectations 
for that relationship with these individuals that you're yes. getting this money from. Yes. You know, you're going back to you're talking about the funds and you know these these opportunities that just look like dreams, you know, at the surface. Yes. But what does that relationship actually look like? What are the expectations of that relationship? And does that fit with your idea of what kind of investor you are and want to be? and the kind of business you want to build out as an investor. Um, a lot of things to to talk about and, and kind of unpack in there, but just some, some yeah. thoughts there. Yeah, no, it, it's true. So you need to attract capital, but you also need to attract the right capital. Like Connor was saying, it's not all the same. I love how you said that too. I love that you have to attract the right capital. Like you have mm -hmm. to find the right money, the right capital, like that for you. Exactly. For you and for that investor. Like you have to find the right investors. It's funny. We were talking about this the other day um, and we're probably going to do a, an episode on this where just for investors specifically, yes. you know, what kind of investor do you want to be? Mm -hmm. uh, because again, there's just this idea of, well, you're an investor. It's just like this general all-encompassing definition yeah. when it's not. Uh, and it, and um, that goes the same whether you're an investor that's that's active or you're the more passive or people are coming to you for capital um you there are different kinds of investors out there that are more risk averse mm -hmm. or that you know want this type of asset over that asset or they want to diversify in this industry or that industry whatever um there's so much value to that in defining which investors you want to go after what those expectations are what your goals are Tons of good stuff there. So um, the next part that we we need to go into is partners. Um, partnerships, I have found, probably destroy more deals than anything else. Lots of deals that we find that don't work out. In general, it's because of the partnership. Because of the partnership, they got into the wrong deals. Because of the partnership, they're not doing it. And this also comes to deal structure. But the fundamentals to understanding how to attract partners is understanding needs and opportunities. So what are your needs? What are the opportunities out there, right? And who has them? And you need to go looking for that and for that structure. Partnerships aren't about who you want to hang out with. That's not how it works, right? You need to figure out what are your needs and what opportunities do you have that you can execute on, okay? So that comes down to the capital. Some people have capital, but they may not have execution, right? I know a lot of people that they're like, listen, I don't have any skills. I don't have anything else like that. But what I do have is I have time and I can call every single storage facility in this country till I find one, right? That's a huge asset to a lot, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with partners and partnering up, you need to find or attract people by being out there, by talking to groups, understanding what it is that you have that you can give and understanding what you need. And then as you meet up with people, as you become clear on that, you can find the right partnerships. Now, that's partnerships like we're talking about in general partnerships, things like that. You also need to work on attracting the right partners to execute everything from your building partners, everything from your third-party vendors. And this comes, this is really important because your success will also be dependent on their success and how well they do. So when you're partnering up with people and anytime you sign a contract, right, you're partnering up with that person. You need to make sure you um, are getting the right people to do the right thing. And you need to make sure that they can actually execute because how they do will show for you. If they screw up, that's your screw up, right? 
So you need to be very, very careful with partnering. You need to understand, are we partnering on everything? It's this one deal, right? So attracting partners is the same type of thing as capital. Now, the big thing with this is it should be organic. Um, it should be organic, but forced. That sounds confusing. Let me explain it. When I say organic but forced, you're forcing circumstances in which partnerships and capital can happen organically. And that's the part that people seem to miss. It's like when we look back at, oh, well, I met so-and-so and everything like that, and, everybody, and everybody's like, wow, you just got lucky, or it just seems so natural. That's not how it happened. I actually worked very hard to create circumstances in which I would find these people. Um, this podcast, doing everything that we're doing, cost tons of money. I've never, I've never actually taken money out of it. But how what we get in return is we get the conditions for investors and partners. That's a big thing for us. So you have to force the conditions that create organic opportunities for partners and capital. If there isn't a meetup, create one. Go online, search out, do the work, find the people that you need. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it again, there's so many tools out there. You've got Google, you've got social media platforms, you've got books, you've got these resources and these amazing events, whether they're virtual or they're uh, in person. You've got these amazing groups, like, I mean, you've got the Inner Circle AJ, you've got the CRE Circle, all these different uh, they're out groups. There, they're everybody. All over the place. All over the place. Like, the opportunity is huge. All you got to do is execute. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. Like, and you're not going to like how slow it takes. You're not going to like a whole bunch of things. And two, I think it's also important to realize that you're probably not going to see the path forward. So just because you're doing it doesn't mean you see exactly how it'll turn out. Um, even with all of my content and everything, I started to do it. We started to figure out, hey, I need to do this, which was really more just like a promise that I made in the hospital that I was going to do it. Um, but I also knew that I wanted to attract capital and everything. And I thought, oh, maybe I can meet people up through this way. Maybe that can happen. And what it turned into, it wasn't planned out like that. It wasn't step by step. I didn't expect the podcast to get so big. I didn't expect all of this to happen in the way that it did. But I did expect to create conditions in which things would happen. I love it, man. I love it. You got to set those expectations. Well, you guys keep up with AJ and everything he's got going on on social media. He's, you know, kind of an influencer and stuff these days. <laughs> it's pretty sad if I'm an influencer. <laughs> I, I think I, I think my daughter may have more followers on TikTok than I do completely. Uh, so, uh, well, it's it's more than me, regardless. Either way, um, but uh, we've got a lot of really good content, a lot of ton, tons of value. AJ's, you know, always sharing these projects we got going on, diving into these subjects. I mean, every single day, uh, sharing all the stuff that's going on in the office office at these projects with these acquisitions. And again, we've got the CRE circle, the inner circle. We've got these groups that you guys can be a part of. Uh, you guys can find more information at uh, uh, the link in the show notes there to selfstorageincome.com. And um, just keep up with us, get involved, keep yep. up with us, hang out, leave us your reviews, your comments, your suggestions, go to YouTube, subscribe, leave your comments there, get involved, engaged. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much. Create the conditions for opportunity, everybody. Absolutely. We'll see you guys. Thanks.